Welcome to another bite-sized mini-episode for the Backlog Breakdown. I am, again, neither Nate nor Josh, and I don't think I could ever actually like live up to that quality of manliness that those two exude from their, well, voices, I guess, because I've never actually met them in person. Hi, I'm Wes. This is getting weird. And I am here to kind of retread a topic, so to speak, about the uh, topic of manliness that came up with that list, 99 Steps Towards Manhood, or something... T- akin to that, that uh, Josh and Nate already covered. But I thought, you know, I have a bit of a different perspective than them. Not that their perspective is wrong, and not that I am even necessarily right. But I think this is one of those areas where we can really, like, look at some of the nuances and come to different conclusions. And that's why I am doing this. So I decided, you know, I, I reached out to them and talked to them a bit, and they invited me to do this, and I'm really happy to do so. Um, but you might notice that I am not using the best quality microphone right now. I'm recording in my car, and that is pretty much all I can do right now with my uh, current setup, my phone, my car, and, you know, I am just reaching peak, like, YouTube status, basically. I might as well do a video of this, honestly. But why I'm doing this is that uh, my son will not allow me to have any moments alone when I get home, so I gotta do this in the car. And unfortunately, it looks a little bit weird to your coworkers if you have a full-on microphone and a computer in your car. So, I digress. That's how this is. So if there is any background, you know, stuff going on, my apologies, and I hope I can do better in the future. But, you know, I'm not one of the regular hosts. So, you know, this is like a special little bonus episode for you by me, Wes, the Henshin Dad. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. So this is a big, long, rambling preamble to the topic of 99 Steps Towards Manhood. When this list first popped up on Twitter, I kind of just glanced over it real quick and just saw it. And my general opinion was that it was like, oh, okay, this is all right. But, you know, it's not really something that I'm going to put a lot of stock into necessarily. One is I didn't have a clue who the person was who posted it. And while it has some generally good information and things that I could probably fairly easily check off myself, because I guess I'm just a superman in that regard, I I didn't really know what to do with it. Like, it's not coming from my pastor, and it's not really coming from scripture specifically. So for me, it was just like, well, you know, some good stuff in here, take it or leave it, that sort of thing. But then it kind of blew up on Twitter, and I was following some of the responses and all that. And the Happy Rant did an episode about it, and then Nate and Josh did an episode about it. And I think there is some nuance here that is kind of missing from the general conversation. Not that Nate and Josh didn't do well here, though. Do not think I am criticizing them whatsoever. They are awesome. They did an awesome job. And if it sounds like I'm nitpicky, that's, you know, that's just me and that's my personality. Like, I am a teacher by profession. So that's just kind of the things like I do. I, I really try to pick apart things and kind of try to understand them from various perspectives. My BA in college, my bachelor's, uh, was in cross-cultural studies and basically like communication analysis type stuff. So that that's what I studied for. This is the thing I do for a living. Like this is like the trade I apply as a teacher. So make that think of that as you will. So I you know, I'd given them some initial thoughts kind of off the cuff when they first posted about it and I like I said, I totally like agree with them in so many ways and I I feel like this as a list is pretty good as far as it goes. But let's examine it a little bit more closely. So as I mentioned, it's not a bad list. I think even the guys on the Happy Rant, or it could have been Nate and Josh, I can't remember specifically, talked about how this is basically like a list that 
a dad really should try to teach their son. Maybe not every little thing, but generally speaking, like if you're a dad, you should be teaching your son to do these types of things. And it will just make them all the more better for it. It will really help to build character. It will give them skills that they can really use in life. And I, I don't see like anything wrong in that regard. When you try to like preface this though by saying this is the list, this is the steps towards manhood. It didn't say the one, it's just like these are 99 steps towards manhood. So it's a little bit, you know, not exactly like very like specific, like, oh, you have to do this or you're not a man. But I want to kind of fight back against that a little bit because when you just look at it and you're reading it and the way it's like putting a lot of do's and don'ts, it's like this is the list. Like, it's hard not to read it as such, like, this is what you should be doing. That's just how it comes across. You know, I'm not trying to, like, analyze the person who did it. I don't even really know who they are, honestly, other than I think they're a pastor and they do a lot of, you know, fitness stuff. And that's great. I totally support that. But, like, when you're putting yourself, like, so specifically, like, this is it, boom, and these are what you need to do, and this is what you don't need to do, it, I don't know, it couldn't come, come across a little bit arrogant, and I can totally understand that. And communicating to different people, like, I don't know. You got to be careful. You, you got to be careful when you're putting something out like this. And if you're just going for, like, the real shock value there and it's just, like, really trying to stir up the conversation, okay, you did a good job with that. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I, this is going to be a lot of I don't know. So for the most part, though, I like I said, I can check off a lot of these on the list myself. So when it comes to the different sections, you have the Christian life, personal habits, attitudinal, which is a really great word. You should memorize that. Relational qualities, relationships with the opposite sex, and miscellaneous. Now, the first about 48 of them are on the left side of the list, and that covers from Christian life to relational qualities. And on the right side of the list, you have 49 through 199, which is relationship with the opposite sex and miscellaneous. On the whole, the stuff on the left, I feel is pretty good. The Christian life stuff, totally. Um, obviously, you know, taking notes in church and have daily devotions and whatnot. Uh, reading the four biographies a year. Some of those things are like, eh, you know, those are decent, like, you know, ideas you can you can put out there. But like four biographies a year, I'm like, biographies on who? You don't really specify. Is it, Are these biographies on like famous presidents? Are these on like, I don't know war generals that sort of thing it could really go any way honestly I, I would say four biographies a year might be a bit much and i think nate said that as well um having daily devotion again i think that just differs from person to person honestly and if you get benefit out of a daily vo devotion great but you know what kind are you doing that also has to come into play here. Uh, personal habits. There's a lot here. Don't cuss. Don't complain. Don't cry much. Get up early. Work harder. Sleep less. Rigorous daily exercise. Being able to do 25 push-ups in a row. That's one of those places where I fall down on. I can do a good amount of push-ups, but 25 in a row, that's, that's kind of painful on my little noodle arms here. Don't lie. Don't be crude. Exercise good hygiene. Keep your house clean. Don't wear a hat inside. That's one of those parts. I'm like, what? Don't wear a hat inside. What if I'm cold? I, I want a hat. I want to be able to wear my hat when I need to. Although I don't really wear hats because I got big hair anyway. Um, I, I, the only thing I would add to that is I don't know if I would necessarily put sleep less or, you know, getting up early. I would just say have a consistent sleeping routine. I feel like, you know, as a teacher, I'm looking at these kids who are like totally inconsistent with when they go to bed. And some people go to bed at like 11 o'clock. Some kids have to go to bed at 7.30 p.m. And then some kids don't have to go to bed till 2 a.m. And they are not consistent about their sleep schedule. So personally, like this is what I'm trying to teach my own son is that, you know, it is now... 8 30 9 o'clock this is you gotta get in bedtime and we gotta try to you know go to sleep at this time 
regardless of when you wake up. And he gets a good 12 hours of sleep that way. So, you know, good for him as he's growing up and he's realizing that, you know, he's only three years old, but instilling that consistent sleep pattern in him in as much as humanly possible. And I think a lot of guys do fall down on this a lot with the staying up way late and then having to get up early for work and then they're not even you know, doing their job right. Personally, I try to go to bed at 8, 30, 9 o'clock. I don't like to stay up any later than my family. I think that's a, for us, that's a kind of a, like a sacred ritual in that sense because we're doing this together as a family. And I am waking up way earlier than them. Currently, I'm waking up at about 4.30, 4.45 a.m. every single day, even on the weekends, just because... I don't want to lose that sleep schedule. So during the summers, even when I'm not teaching, that's when I usually like to wake up. I'll sleep until 5 a.m., but that's pretty much where I'm at because I want to get a lot of these quality of life stuff done that he's talking about with the exercising. But, you know, that's that's a lot of that's just me. Again, I'm adding things to this list because I don't necessarily think it's complete, but where do the principles on this list come from? You know, a lot could you could point a lot to the Proverbs. You can point to the Psalms and such that are just good advice, obviously, for anybody in any time period. But this list is kind of getting a little more specific. Attitudinal, you know, taking a joke, getting a mentor, admitting mistakes and working to correct them, being a little competitive. Don't really have too much of a problem with that. You should know when you should stop being competitive because it can be hurtful to other people, <laughs> obviously. I can definitely think of that sometimes in college when I was way too competitive and it actually caused people to get a little upset with me. And I, I feel really bad about that now. So, you know, being a little competitive, I guess that's okay. Uh, relational qualities, you know, being nice to your mom, developing a firm handshake, never shake hands sitting down, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, uh, relational things. A lot of this changes based on your culture, honestly. Like, I've worked with a lot of, like, Asian communities in college. And so a lot of this, it's not the same idea. There's a lot of specific cultural qualities here. So again, this list is very specific in its time and place. Like, and it's not even specifically to this time in place it's kind of specific to like what we thought of as a man in the 50s and 60s or you know perhaps if you ha or have like a military upbringing that's kind of what you you get there but like we don't really like the culture's changed a lot since then and so i'm wondering like the wisdom of this is like are you just trying to set yourself apart um, are you trying to obtain the standard that was kind of popularized in americana i don't know and it's not really explained this list is kind of just up there and there's nothing on the list itself on the image that was given that says it. maybe there's some tweets that explain it a little bit better, but it's not there. But I do want to point out one really, really good thing. Practice encouragement. That is great. And that is a good, good uh, thing that men should develop. It's a good practice because we're not always necessarily encouraging. We can be like real jerks sometimes and tear each other down. And I try to avoid that as best I can, but sometimes it just slips out and you know, that bro attitude, you know, oh man, you're so dumb, da, da 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 kind of tearing each other down. Well, you know, that stuff can get to you after a while. And I, I really don't support that kind of interaction as much. I mean, obviously, if you know your friends and you're all good with each other, that's great, but encourage them as well. <laughs> but then you get to the right side of the list, 49 through 99, relationship with the opposite sex. I, this is kind of where I'm starting to be like, yeah, I'm not so sure about this list because it's talking about how you should relate to women. And I, I totally get that. You know, you, you do want to be generally nice, but paying on the date always, driving on the date always. Uh, what what else was there? Why I don't know why doing the dishes was like set apart from like some of this other stuff because a lot of these are more general, but then doing the dishes. Well, yeah, do the dishes. It's just, it needs to be done. It's a thing that needs to be done. There's no like specific like gender divide there. Do other things though too. <laughs> Clean, mop, 
uh, wipe down counters, wipe windows, clean windows, you know, clean the toilet even. Hey, that's a pretty manly thing to do. So, I mean, maybe changing that to do chores and, you know, don't look at it as like, you know, this is man's work, this is woman's work. This is kind of like, hey, let's keep up the house and, and do well here. So, yeah, always walking her to the door. Well, I mean, that's so situational, honestly. And again, this feels like, hey, this is like a dad saying to, you know, a son, a prospective suitor, basically, or like a prospective son-in-law. It's like, this is what you got to be to be a man. And if that's what it is, that's fine. That's totally fine. If these are your standards, that's great. I would say I would probably disagree with a lot of these standards. But, you know, if that's what you're putting out there for men to date your daughter, go for it. That is your prerogative. You parent how you want in that regard because you're not really going against scripture. But I don't necessarily know if you're fully supported by scripture. You know what I'm saying? And then the miscellaneous stuff. Sorry, I'm going really long on this list, but I thought it was kind of good to go through it pretty quick. The miscellaneous stuff is just full of like a lot of <laughs> weird stuff, honestly. Uh, being on time, getting a driver's license, getting a job, great things. I didn't get my driver's license until way later in life, honestly. I'd, I was like 24, 25, and that's just because of the situation I was in. And, you know, I was just not able to pass the test at the time. And they, they, I don't know, I just had to practice and learn and eventually get better, but I wasn't able to pass the test. Does that make me less of a man? Not necessarily. Not that it would make you less of a man if you were in New York and you didn't have a driver's license or a car and you, you know, you traveled by public transit everywhere. Yeah, that's there, fine. That wears shoes with shoelaces. That's not always comfortable. Yeah, that's not always comfortable. I'm going to say slip-ons. I don't have a problem with slip-ons, you know. But again, this is my personal perspective going in on this list. And which one is really right? I don't know. It's kind of a preference thing. Uh, learning to split wood. Man, I got that down. But does that make me a man? Was I not a man before I moved to Oregon and before I learned how to split wood? That's that's a good question, according to this. And is he saying that if you don't measure up to every single standard up here, you're not a man? Or you have to measure up to all of them? Not necessarily. But again, this is how the list comes off. I, I'm going to keep beating down that drum, basically. And not that I'm mad, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just getting heated a little bit, but uh, stop with video games. Obviously we can, you know, debate that. This is a podcast dedicated towards the proper pursuit of video games and uh, good stewardship therein. So, you know, if, if this is the standard he wants to go by, okay, you're going to really like alienate a lot of the people in your congregation. If this is the list you're asking them to go by, if you're a pastor, I can't remember if he's a pastor, but I'm pretty sure he's a pastor and you're really drawing the circle pretty small. I think there's a lot of good to be said about having diversity, not only of, you know, ethnic backgrounds and voices and whatnot, but there's also a lot to be said just in the different ways men choose to, you know, work their hobbies or what preferences they have for their jobs and whatnot and getting a collection of men like that together and, you know, really hashing through scripture. I think those different perspectives are good and it helps people. So like when you're you know, drawing the circle so small that only you can fit in it. I mean, you're not really going to be able to listen to a lot of voices. And when you're putting this list out as these are the steps towards manhood and, you know, he might not be saying he's looking down on them, but it's just like, if you're not doing them, what's your problem, man? That's kind of just how it comes off. And without further explanation, and maybe there has been on Twitter, I don't know, but this is just how it is. So there's a lot here that's just like, it's really situational and it's really like personal preference. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. Now, just that alone. I mean, I'm, I'm reading it and I can take some good perspectives from one area and spit out the bones in the other, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones, that sort of thing. For me, it's, it's just whatever. Cause I, I kind of, I feel like I'm pretty grounded in scripture in the sense that I can kind of tell like what is actually scriptural based and what is not. And so this is a lot of extra biblical stuff. 
Some of the trigger finger responses, the negative responses to this list, are pretty ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to get mad at him for telling you to exercise, that's kind of like, dude, come on, you need to exercise. That's proper stewardship of your body. And you're not really respecting you or your family if you don't try, at least. I know that there's health reasons, like Nate said. And, you know, some people cannot, but come on, you, you got to be fit for your family. Fit for your family. Hey, that's, that's good. That's a good slogan there. I should probably use that sometime. But I can totally agree that some of the reactions were totally terrible, but I think I can understand some of the negative reactions. Like I said, I worked a lot with, you know, Asian cultures and minorities, and I lived in Korea for two years. And obviously, again, without the specific place and time that the list is dedicated to, they can't necessarily measure up to it. And not only that, but I see so many people trying to measure up to this American standard of manliness, and I don't feel like it really works in so many different cultures with different ways of speaking, different ways of interacting with people and such, uh, different ways in how you're supposed to treat your superiors versus those who are beneath you in that sense, uh, just age-wise. Like, there's a lot that goes into communicating cross-culturally that people don't understand. And like I said, like this list is only good insofar as in you're in that culture and you're, you know, actively seeking to do this specific thing, maybe to impress a father, a potential father-in-law. I don't know. But also like some of this, I, I mean, we hear the phrase toxic masculinity thrown out a lot. And, you know, while I can, you know, not necessarily agree with it in some ways, I can understand some of that because I've been exposed to these cultures. And honestly, many family members of mine are really toxically masculine like it's there's no getting around it like there are things that they do and they use lists like this as a rule of law and if you don't follow it man you can get beat up or smacked or just you know whacked when you least expect it and we make light of that you know like we're gonna like smack someone upside the head or give them a kick in the pants you know in the words of grandpa joe from willy wonka and the chocolate factory but like is that the best attitude to have i don't know especially when a lot of people have to suffer through it you know i see kids like in classrooms in my past and that i've actually taught and you, you hear these things that they talk about and it's just like it's, it's really sad honestly when they have to measure up to these standards and you know, interacting with me as maybe the only male teacher they have and probably will have for many years. It's like they have different expectations for how I'm treating them than the women teachers are treating them. And it's because they're getting informed that not just from like father figures or, you know, boyfriends and whatnot, but from their moms as well. And so I really have to like fight against that a little bit because like there is this kind of mean streak in that. You know, we should be masculine. We should be tough, but we don't need to be jerks. We don't need to be mean. We don't need to be cruel. And not that I'm saying anybody is saying that, but it can be taken that way when you have lists like this that are just really kind of poking you right where it hurts. Some of that could be, you know, proper and do, and you should be feeling that kind of, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, I can't remember <laughs> what the word is, but some, some of that you should accept as proper criticisms of you and be properly chastised in that way. But some of that stuff, it can just be kind of like, I'm not saying the author is mean-spirited, but it can be taken and used in that way. And so putting it out there, it's not, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with what you say because it can be used in so many different ways. And it's not necessarily your fault, but you gotta be careful is what I'm saying. And you know, people can disagree with me, that's okay. Uh, I, I, I've seen, like I said, I've seen how this can influence people to negative improper ideals. And we want to try to avoid that if we're Christians because... This is not specifically biblical. I would point to, you know, the qualities or the qualifications for eldership as more biblical lists and the husbands loving your wives and wives, you know, submitting to your husbands and everything as the proper list that we should really be going to. And in that regard, there's a lot less demanded on us, you know, verbally, but there's a lot more 
that we're responsible for if we work on that. When you have just this like list of steps and everything, it almost feels like, oh, well, I, I, I can check this off and I feel like I can check most of these off, but boy, I'm getting a little bit, a little bit puffed up there. Just even thinking about it, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, especially compared to maybe that guy over there. It's really fitting that in the last couple of weeks, we've been working our way through um, uh, Philippians and such in my church. And the pastor's even talking about, you know, the way that Paul could prop himself up as like a Jew among Jews. And he can check off this list that he's from the tribe of Benjamin and you know such and such. And he is a Pharisee among Pharisees. And he taught, he learned under Gamaliel and all that. And he can check these lists off and you know, someone can be tempted by that sort of thing. And he was speaking to people that were tempted by their their heritage, basically. And really, it, it, this is not too dissimilar to that. Not that's, that it's necessarily as bad or as, you know, much of a dividing line, but you can really kind of feel yourself puffing up a little bit. I do feel it. Like right now, I feel like, wow, I can do all this. And there's people over there that can't. And instead, because this is like the, the way the list is presenting it, like this is a proper thing to do, I can kind of feel myself comparing myself to somebody else. And so, you know, whether or not it's a bad thing to feel pride in yourself for what you are able to do, we should always remember that we're only able to do so because of what Christ has done in us. And so that's kind of just where I'm coming from. So anyway, long story short, you know, long little mini-sode short, basically. This is, I don't know how bite-sized this is at this point, but I just don't know how helpful a list like this is. And, or I don't want to say responsible, but I don't know how responsible it is when you know that people are going to be taking it in a certain way to put something like this out. There's good stuff here, but yeah, what's the point? What is the point? Are you saying that you've already hit all this list, Mr. Chris Clint Presley, whatever your name is, who put this out? You know, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he'd be very humble and, you know, servant-hearted. I'm not joking about that. I'm not being sarcastic. I feel like he would, but I don't necessarily get that from this list. You know, I feel like there needs to be more of an explanation here. And if there is, great. I would like to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. Perhaps I'm not looking in the right places, but that's it. So my bottom line is it's too specific. If you get too specific, you end up just being pretty irrelevant. I get that a lot of it was probably just him responding to young guys. I think that even came up on the Happy Rant podcast that it's just him responding to young guys and saying, hey, get your act together, that he's probably pastoring, in which case that's fine. That's great. Or, you know, he's talking to dudes that want to date his daughter. Totally get that. Totally, totally get that. But I don't know. Does this really need to be public? Is this really like a thing that we need to like hang our hat on? I guess so, because it really like inspired a lot of good conversation, I think, even though there was a lot of negative. And again, I don't disagree whatsoever with Nate and Josh. I, I'm I'm 100% on board with what they were talking about. I totally agree with them and that area. And I just want to add a little extra nuance. So if you don't want to, you know, hear about that, that's, that's okay. I totally get it. And if you want to send me angry emails, you do that. Absolutely. I, I can, I can accept it. I can take it. But my bottom line is, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Pretty sure all the hosts that have talked about this so far said that and it's totally true compare everything with scripture is basically what i'd say just read the book of proverbs read the psalms stay in those areas read the qualifications for elders read what husbands are supposed to do for their wives and that is like the biblical picture of a man and from there we can make some application and i think that's probably the best way to go about it but you know who am i i'm just a dude i'm just a dude a 30 year old dude
that's pretty much all I am these days. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to talk to me about it, go for it. I mean, I'm in the group. I'm I'm on Twitter. I am the Henshin Dad. You can contact me there uh, through my podcast. You can contact me through uh, Discord, I guess. You can contact me through Facebook, that sort of thing. I mean, if you're, you're hearing this, you probably know who I am already. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But anyway, yeah, listen to the Backlog Breakdown podcast because they really help you, you know, keep track of, uh, you know, your finances and backlogs and all that cool stuff. And, you know, I, I'm feeling the, the sting of backlog golf right now as all the great September and October games are coming out. So, you know, keep up with that. You know, I play a lot of import games. So, you know, follow me in the group and, you know, laugh at the weird stuff that I play. But anyway, that's it for this little episode. I don't really have a clever sign off thing. I do hope that Josh can make me sound clever through the editing of this podcast but tune in next time and you'll probably hear something really awesome because hey the backlog breakdown is awesome Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash thebacklogbreakdown. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Ninety-nine tip, ninety-nine tips. No, ninety-nine steps towards manhood. Wow! I hope that Josh can edit me to sound all smart and stuff.